I don't know if you realize this, friends, but we're not here to just talk about things. We're here to get better. We are here to be the best that we can be. It takes work. It takes more than just talking about it. It takes more than just wanting to be the best you can be. It takes work to create something new within yourself, a positive culture within yourself where negativity just cannot breed or grow or survive. And that's what we're going to talk about today on The Coaching Life, episode number 79. Get your notebook out, get your pen out, get ready, because this is going to be a journey. Let's go. Welcome to The Coaching Life Podcast. I'm Pat Martin. I'm here with my buddy, Coach Chris Stewart. Coach, how you feeling this evening? I'm feeling good. Feeling fine. Feeling Me like too, man. feel like pursuing excellence today. Ooh, good spot. This is our second episode in our uh, hard hat series of the Coaching Life podcast. We're going to talk about three three more topics. I think that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll have made, time for uh, three. That made George Boyardi. Boyardi. <laughs> Boyardi, Boyardi, <laughs> almost, almost like Chef Boyardi, but just a quicker. Uh, that is a way to think about it. Yeah, the reason why we're <laughs> emphasizing this is I feel like I I owe the uh, Boyardi family an apology after going back and Me listening too. to last week's episode because I spent the first twenty five minutes or more calling him Biardi <laughs> or yeah, Biordi, Biordi. I think George well, Biordi. Something. I was saying it right to begin with, and then <laughs> at some point I just I forgot what I was thinking and said it a different way. Well, so. I've confused you probably. You're like, well, maybe it is Beardy. I don't know. I, and it's weird. It's one of those things where you have no idea. You ever you ever hear a sermon or, or a speech and someone is pronouncing something wrong or they're saying the wrong name for someone that you, oh, you like, know <laughs> they know what they're talking about. You're right. Like they're talking about Isaac, but they keep saying Isaiah, and it's like. I know he he understands who he's talking about here, but it's just it, once yeah. it, once it, it's it's a it's one of those I don't know. There's got to be a literary name for that where your mind says one thing, but your voice says the other, and you just can't you don't catch it. It's like what it's like reading those backward sentences. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you can read this, you're you're of the top two percent in the world that are oh, able right. to do that. So, right. Yeah, I think, I've never I've never ran into anybody that couldn't read those things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess you and I know all the top two percent of the people in the world. Yeah, I guess so. Right. We only hang out right. with those people. So it is. It's Boyardi then, George Boyardi from the Cornell lacrosse team. We've dedicated an entire series of episodes to. We don't know how many episodes there will be, but this is our technically our our. Was it our second one? Second or third one? Yeah, this is our second one. Well, it's our we third We told about. the story yes, two episodes right. ago, and then last week we dedicated an episode to talk about three of the ways to be a great teammate. And these are yes. these are in you know in, in uh, memoriam to George Boyardi because he was such a great teammate. And of course he was he was actually killed on the on the lacrosse field. He died on the lacrosse field jumping in front of a ball, a pass, and uh and a ball hit him in the chest, and he 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 went into cardiac arrest there on the field and and died some sometime in the early two thousands. I don't have the exact date, but uh, yeah, I I came across that in my studies. I'm, I I can't remember it offhand. So, but yeah, and we're not we're not making these these topics up. They were actually created by his team. Yeah, um, and we're we're uh, we're actually pulling them from 
a book written by John Gordon, who's, mm-hmm. I guess, coach. I, I feel like he's one of your favorite authors, and he's quickly becoming one of mine. Without a doubt. Uh, his book is called The Hard Hat, mm-hmm. which is very convenient, and uh, it makes a lot of sense because it's not easy to do some of these things. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you say you if you're preparing to do it if you if you want to know how to be a great teammate and you want to you want to get there your first step put on the hard hat that's that's exactly right yeah we're going to start today with the topic of pursuing excellence yes so it, it's the fourth way to be a a great teammate pursue excellence yes. what's your thoughts on that yes one of the things that uh, George Boyardi's teammates said about him in context of this particular point of pursuing excellence is they said that George didn't just want to be better. He took action to get better. Mm. And when I, you know, when I think about that, it causes me to think, well, what does that look like? I mean, what does that, you know, it's because I think it's easy to talk about, you know, we, you and I say it all the time. Hey, you know, get better. Do just get a little bit better today. You know, there's their, their whole podcast, you know, Joe Ferraro has a 1% better podcast where it's completely dedicated to that. How can we just get a little bit better every day? And he does a great job of spelling it out. Every, basically every episode is here's one way that you can get better. But I think the point about this, you know, is that there's wanting to do something and then there's taking action to actually make that come into fruition, right? And that was, they said, one of the biggest noticeable differences in George is that he really tried to get better. One of his coaches actually explained it like this. They said, in the weight room, he tried to get stronger, (laughs) During seems it seems simple. Doesn't it does. It? <laughs> it does. But 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 he. I mean, he's not just in there like going through a routine, right? He's consciously, intentionally thinking about I want to get stronger, and so what do I have to do? I got to I've got to lift a little heavier I, every single day. I got to do this. You know, he said when he was go when he was in running sessions, he tried to get faster. He wasn't just doing sprints because it was part of practice. He actually literally tried to get faster. You know, when he was practicing his skills, he consciously tried to get better. I mean, and those are, those seem like simple things, like you said, but it's something I wonder sometimes, do we actually think about this? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and uh, I don't think we do as much and simply because like I, you know, what we said a few seconds ago, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to do this. And, you know, it, it's it's sometimes it's hard to visualize because we live in a world and a society that wants instant gratification. Everybody knows that. That's a that's a buzz phrase that's been around for a while now. But if you think about it, it's it's all around us and, and uh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's baked into everything that we do, basically. And that's you know, it's 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 why we enjoy some of the things in our lives that we enjoy kind of like video games i know how much you love video games coach so i'll throw that one out there for you you, you see a lot of value in video games right 
What was, what was it I texted you this week? It was a little bit of a rant, wasn't it? Not a bigger waste of time. Not a bigger waste of time in the world than, than a video game or something I like thought, that. Wow. Yeah. I thought I hurt your feelings. You probably lost a lot of friends out there now. So. <laughs> At any rate, I, I ran across a kind of a uh, like a report or a little uh, review of the Hard Hat book, and it was done mm. by this guy named Eric Reagan. And I, I really liked you know what he said i know it's it's the concept comes out of the book but he kind of he said two things that really stick out to me as far as what it means to pursue excellence i think anybody can kind of kind of make this a part of whatever they want to get better at Mm -hmm. you know in order to get better at and the first thing is each day it's important to wake up and strive to be better than you were yesterday right and that's a that's a john gordon uh uh uh, number one principle right i mean he talked that's that's right there yeah yeah yeah, there you go gordonism and this next one is too but you know every day you wake up and strive to be better than you were yesterday and that got me thinking like you know a lot of our um uh like our weight training programs or you know even our our personal instruction when we go and we do some uh, strength and agility or just you know regular agility a lot of those things don't happen uh, every day of our lives, you know, mm-hmm. especially in most in most strength training programs, you're skipping days so that you can give your muscles time to rest and then you know respond to the to the uh, to the stimulus that you give it the next time you work out. But I think uh, you know one of the one of the fail points there is that people think, well, I'm working out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so on Tuesday, Thursday, I really don't have anything to do to get better, right? And yeah. if you if you have the focus of okay, no matter what no matter what's on my schedule today, I'm going to find a way and may, and maybe you are able to schedule, you know, what you what you want to do to get to get better than you were yesterday, but no matter what's on your schedule, I want to find a way to be better than I was yesterday. And it doesn't have to be you know, huge leaps and bounds better. It doesn't have to be a, a, a huge increase. As a matter of fact, the second point that he brings up, and it's another, uh, as you say, uh, Gordism or Gordonism <laughs> is <laughs> the 1% rule. Yeah. Just, just be 1% better, right? When you're in the weight room, you know, be go 1% harder. When you're, when you're out doing skill work, you know, do it 1% longer right if you're if you're studying study one percent longer than what you normally do one percent more and it's that that small increase day after day after day that allows you one to you know master what you're trying to what you aspire to be good at and two it helps everybody around you as a proxy uh, you're being a better teammate yeah, that's so often the o- overlooked aspect of this. The overlooked benefit is that it it reciprocates itself. It helps other people around you, and then if they're getting better as well, uh, you know they're 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 you know having greater excellence in their life, and they're pursuing you know positive energy. You know, they're, it, they're, then it it reciprocates and it comes back to you, and it just you create this this well, you create a new culture is what you create a different culture. Yeah. In, in whatever yeah. it is that you're, you know, you in your team, with your workplace, with your family. And that's, that's just what this, I mean, all three of these things that we're talking about today, I think all fit together. They all work together. And, and it's good that we're beginning with just pursuing excellence because that's like the, the overarching theme for the other two. One of the things that Gordon says is that everyone wants to do what the great ones do, but very few are willing to do what they did to become great. 
you know, it, we see we see where a person is at a certain point in their career, um, whether it be their sports career or what it is that they've accomplished, and we're like, I, I want that. I would like to to have that, and I want to do. I want I want to you know. And then we ask, right? What what what, what do you do to get there? Well, the answer isn't always very easy. <laughs> the answer is pretty yeah. tedious sometimes. It's pretty. It's sometimes it's not flashy because it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, and yeah. and that's that's where it comes down to doing what they did to get there. Otherwise you're not going to get there. Absolutely. And the trick is, I think over time is when you see the results, it's mm-hmm. not going to be tomorrow. You yeah. know what I mean? You can, you can find satisfaction in knowing that, you know, you've increased your effort. Um, but you, you might not see, uh, you know, uh, necessarily a result of that effort. And that comes over time. And that's where I think a lot of people get hung up because they, yeah. they want to see that you know, immediate, uh, result. And that's just, that's just not how things work. It's not how things yeah. happen. Uh, that's getting lucky, right? I mean, if right. you, if, if something in your life happens that changes, uh, you know, your displacement in life, uh, drastically from one day to the next, uh, I guess it could be positive or negative. Um, that's there. You probably don't have much control over those things because mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, that's not really how, how, how life works. Um, for the most part, anyway, <laughs> I get. I guess, I guess that's not entirely true, but uh, for, I would say more often than not, it is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone would do it, right? <laughs> sure, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and that's the thing: not everyone's willing to do what it takes to yeah. to see those those results over time. Yeah, and you know, it's pursue I, excellence. I want to say this too, and this is actually going to it's going to um, sort of harken back to something that you said in our last podcast that I didn't fully appreciate why you were saying it. But then mm. I went when I was listening to the podcast episode the next morning. And this is this is why I this is why I enjoy listening to our podcast, because believe it or not, I learned something that I didn't realize that we were. Oh, that's a really good point. You know, because it's it's one thing to be sitting and having a conversation with you. Sometimes, you know, I know you've got some notes in front of you. I do have things in front of me. You have things you want to bring to it. I have things I want to bring to it. And I try to listen to what you're saying so that I can yep. actually have a conversation. But sometimes, even though I'm listening to what you're saying, I'm still formulating what I want to say, how I want to respond to that, and I miss it. You were saying something last week that was, you called it nerd speak because you're talking IT language about systems. Yeah. And you said that there's, and, I, and there's no way I'm going to be able to, re, re, you know, to, re, <laughs> to reiterate what you said exactly when it comes to IT systems. But I, I finally got, like, as I was listening, I'm like, dude, this is such a huge point that we should have elaborated on, but I didn't, I didn't think about it at the time. And I'm glad I'm thinking about it right now because I think, and you might have to reiterate this, the, the system, there's a system that is basically influencing every little thing that's taking place inside of a set of data points or whatever that I don't know, Pat, help me out here. What There's one doing? driving system, right? Oh, I mean, in, in, in an IT infrastructure, yeah. you have a bunch of, you have a bust, bunch of systems, different types of systems, you know, different purposes. They're made different. They work different, mm-hmm. but those systems typically have a driving system, a, uh, a master system yes. that makes everything else work around it, right? Yes. So, if, you know, if, 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 if one process is over here doing something, it's doing it because that master system said, hey, here's some data, here's some information, here's, here's an opportunity, here's a command, 
go do what you do well, right? And yes. it gets that and, and it moves forward. And that's that's kind of the, the point that I was trying to make. And I, I think the point, well, go ahead. Tell me where, well, here's where the question. correlates. This is the question that I want to ask everybody from that, from that metaphor. What's your system look like? Your life, yeah, what question. does your life system look like? Because sometimes I think what we need and what we don't understand is when we're saying, well, yeah, I want to pursue excellence and I want to do this and I want to do that. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to diet or I'm going to exercise or I'm going to. And you write down all these goals. But you're, here's the reality. You're not going to if you try to do it within the same system that you're living in now. You've got to create a new oh, yeah. system for yourself yep. that, and you got to sometimes shock it, right? You got to completely shock the way that you normally live. And it has to be a, sometimes a radical change. And, you know, if, for example, if you're not, if, if you know, you're going to have a difficult time staying disciplined to working out every day, you better find a time that you normally wouldn't ever conceive of that you would do this, but you know it's going to be open every day. Like, for example, yeah. this is why a lot of people, I'm not I'm not someone that says you have to get up early in the morning, but this is why a lot of people do. Because some yeah. of the most free time you have is early in the morning. It's earlier yep. than what you typically get up. And so they create a new system for their lives. And if you're going to get up earlier, that means, guess what? you got to go to bed earlier. you got to completely yep. rearrange things. And I... I, I think that that, you know, this, the idea of, of si having a system in your life, and that's the, that's going to be true for everything that we talk about today, this next point, especially and the following one after that, especially you've got to realize, okay, if these are things th that are skills that I can get better in, then how am I going to get better in them? You know, what, wh well, I got to have a way that I'm going to respond to things when, <laughs> I'm tempted to respond negatively, for example. I'm yeah. trying to speak without giving giving our next our next point. Should we just say it? Then the yeah, next point we just say is sharing positive and contagious energy. Share positive and contagious energy. Well, how are you gonna be that kind of a person if that's not who you normally are? Right. You need a new system. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. Absolutely. A a different perception, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, perspective, maybe. Um, yeah, that's weird. I, I, I uh, had a conversation with a friend one time. This is a little bit off topic, but it's kind of the same, same concept. I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but he, he, he went back to smoking mm -hmm. and he said, you know, 40 years ago, everyone was smoking cigarettes, right? right and it's because right. it was being, it was being marketed as something that was cool and something that wasn't unhealthy and something that everybody did. So mm -hmm. it was being positively marketed as something that, you know, everyone should be doing. And he said the way that everyone got off of that, at least the majority of people, you know, I think, you know, we have less smokers now than we, than we have for a long oh, time. Absolutely. Those numbers just keep going down. Yeah. Right. And he said, the way that we got off of that is you put negative feelings or negative I get, you know, propaganda, negative, negative thoughts around the concept and the idea yeah. of smoking. You know, it's unhealthy. It's not cool. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, people don't want to be around you. You know, there's, there, uh -huh. there, you know, different things like that. And it changed people's, uh, perspective. As a matter of fact, I think what he was saying was he was talking about, you know, how to eat healthy. And as mm -hmm. Americans overall, we don't eat healthy, right? And we don't eat healthy because there's everything in our, a lot of things in our society tell us it's okay to go 
and eat unhealthy. Reward but, you know, yourself, our, right? Treat yourself. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, our schedule. Yeah, it's the only thing. You know, there's no time. You don't have I gotta time. Do this. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is what I got to do. You know, so things like that. And we're we're led to do that. And he said the only way we're going to be able to fix that from a society perspective is to make it just absolutely a horrible thing to do. Yeah. yeah. If you if you do things like that, you're an absolute idiot. You're a moron. <laughs> you know, market that. Let people yeah. know that that's the worst thing you can do. Right. In order to change people's perspective about that. And I think that's I'm, I'm you know, I'm not saying if you go to McDonald's, trust me, I, I but that's a system. I, that's, that's a system. That's a system. And, yeah. And the that shock that you're behavior. talking about. There you go. Yeah. You shock that system. You change it up and say, hey, you got to look at this a different way. You got to see it a different yeah. way. That's yeah, that's really the point. Thought. It's the point. The point of it is of a system is it's a system that that creates a certain kind of behavior. And you mm-hmm. we all have one. We're all living by one. You know, every behavior that you have is based on your system, which is your routines, who, you know, the person that you are every single day and the system, you know, that's your system. And if you want to behave in a different way, you can't just, you can't just try new things. You'll try them. That's why diets don't work for, I mean, cause we'll try them in within the same system, the same routines, the same person that we are and we'll try it. You know, it'll be cool and different for a few days, but after a while we go right back and that's yeah. that, you know, so you've, you've got to create a new system of behavior and that's the whole issue there. Yeah, Absolutely. You know what I think is a good part of a system. What's that? Doing your own podcast. That, you, you're right. That's the truth. <laughs> You know why? <laughs> because when you do something that, or when you realize you do something that doesn't fall in line with what you preach, <laughs> it really, it really stings. Are you, you know are I mean? you speaking specifically to this second point, sharing positive, contagious energy, <laughs> sharing positive, contagious energy. And you know, I, I, it, it could actually be a little bit of complaining, um, too. Which, which is number three I, today. Not, not to give it away, That's but yeah, right. we'll, we'll talk about that soon too. But um, my son, my youngest son, had a basketball game Sunday. And if you go back and and watch the uh, the Facebook video of <laughs> of this game, you'll hear a you'll hear a dad that is. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say chastity. You'll hear you'll hear your wife yelling. <laughs> No, no. As a matter of fact, coach, as a matter of fact, my, uh, my wife, Chastity and my dad were, uh, were actually getting aggravated with me. Oh, (laughs) and I could tell because of some of the responses that I was getting when Uh I was saying stuff, but here's the thing. Here's, so here's, here's what, here's what I realized. One, I was, I was, I was saying a lot of negative things about the way my son was playing some, and, and some of them, I think even looking back are they they have merit. Um, he did play very hard and I'm, I'm very proud of him for that. He was, he was very tired and he played hard and, um, that means a lot, you know, on top of, on top of everything else. But, you know, there was things that was happening that I was just like, hi, oh, you know, he's, he can't do that. He can't do that. And at one point in the game, um, well, to get to that, I, he wasn't hearing me say this. I wasn't like in the stands, sure. you know, like I have before. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I have before, but this is a this is a part of my past where I've been, you know, I'd scream at him. I did I did yell at him one time, but it was it was a positive thing to scoot up to the foul line because he was shooting foul foul shots from the three point line. But uh, 
Okay. That was the only time I that was the only time I yelled where where he could hear me. Everything else was just conversation out loud and I was just yeah. saying things and I and I I've been doing this as as I've kind of matured as a as a parent uh with uh, with kids playing sports and you know when I'm not coaching I'll say things to myself like you know ah you got to get over, you know, you got to close out on that kid. You know yeah, what I mean? I understand. Can't, don't, don't let him, yeah. don't let him blow right by him. You know, so I'm saying things like that. No big deal. Right. I feel like that's okay. I'm saying that I'm kind of taking mental, mental notes. You know, I'm disappointed. I, I, I wish he would have done it better. He's not hearing me say it. You know, there's no negative going towards him. Problem is coach. <laughs> I forgot necessarily that I was recording this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have, we have, oh, no. yeah, exactly. So we have parents of some of the other players watching the recording because they weren't able to come to the game. Some of them were working, some of them had some other things to do and they were watching the game. So what I realized after going back and listening to, to myself is that, that, you know, basically my, my, uh, my negativity, right. Was being captured on, on film and, and then I was spread. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was spreading it mm, yeah. to the team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm giving it to everybody else, and they yeah. can hear it in my voice. And I think even one time I forgot to move the camera because I'm I'm filming. And, and it's like so people out there are probably like, well, how did you forget you were saying it? You know, but trust oh, me, if, if, yeah. ev it's... if everyone was sitting around me, I probably wouldn't have said what I was saying. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Because, you know, I going back, I can hear myself. I'm just, you know, I just – kind of embarrassing when you're filming you do have people sitting beside you they just happen to you be do. in their living room <laughs> right yeah it, it would never be something uh -huh. i say now you know what i mean no talking doubt. to you but you know one of the things i said i i forgot to move the camera yeah and, and and as the as the ball went back up the court i said oh sorry folks i missed that one i said don't worry it was bad help side defense <laughs> okay they they scored it's nothing you haven't seen before <laughs> A little sarcasm so, you know, there, huh? Yeah, yeah. So some negative sarcasm. And, you know, going back and listening to that stuff, what I realized, and when I, you know, looking at these these topics here, mm. the last thing that I was doing was sharing positive, contagious energy. I was I was actually doing the opposite. And and it may seem innocent enough and you know, I'm kinda laughing about it, but really I'm I'm it was a failure on my part because sure. any type of negative energy that you bring to a group it doesn't. It's not, it doesn't have to be about athletics. Okay, it doesn't have to be about uh, sports. It doesn't have to be about anything. Any any negative energy mm -hmm. that you bring to a group, um, and you know, I'd say sometimes uh, there people can perceive things you say as negative that really is not. It's 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 a uh, it's constructive, right? So sure. I wouldn't there's necessarily. A, there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference, right? I was I was whining. Okay, <laughs> basically, I was whining. Sure. Now I was taking mental note, and me and. And me and Mai did have a conversation about some of these things later that, you know, uh, some of the things I feel like I was wrong about, some of the things we were, you know, he was like, yeah, I, I, I need to do that better. So it ended up being yeah, that's part of getting that moment, better, recognizing that you, ha sure. you have to recognize negative things sure, and, and point them out sometimes in order to move past them or to learn from them. But there's such a fine line there. We have to learn the difference, right? Between yes, absolutely. But here's the thing, attitudes and emotions. Mm-hmm are very, very contagious. Yes. And you can put either negative or positive energy into your teams very easily. Yeah. Right? You can be you can be the the uh the 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 vitamin, 
you could be the the mineral that does does their body well or you can be the virus and it's very easy to be that virus but yeah. what you need to focus on is being is being that that yeah. that positive uh force or energy that that enhances you know it really it enhances the performance sure. of everybody around you so i asked a really young yeah. kid one time what it look what does what does it mean to to not be negative like what is negativity to you and and i had to kind of explain it a little bit you know this was an 8 year old kid you know what what you know you know like something that makes you feel bad and yeah. uh, and and he's and he said don't be mean yeah and i think that's a really <laughs> good definition it's a very simple definition of what negativity is because there's a way to criticize where you're being mean and there's a way to criticize where you're actually being kind you're being loving and you're being helpful and useful to someone and that's Mm -hmm. that's that's what we mean by the the fine line you know in in criticism being negative versus criticism being helpful there, this yep. is, and this, you know, negativity is one of those things where it is, uh, it is it's, it's proven fact. There's, re, there, there's been research that there are costs to negativity. Like in the business yeah. world, for example, the negativity on a typical year, they have been able to discern that, you know, and some of this is subjective, I guess, but I think there are, there are things that you could point to to say this is a result of that. And they said Absolutely. that negativity cost the United States economy, economy between 250 to $300 billion every year in lost productivity because wow. of negativity. Uh, doctor's offices have, have reported that 90% of doctor visits are stress-related. And where does stress wow. come from? Negative thoughts. Mm. Negative, Negative thoughts. thoughts, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's, you know, people poll office workers a lot. I mean, we do that. We do these kinds of polls at our, I mean, we, we, we have this stuff at, at where I work at Scripps College Communication. Where sure. We'll, yeah. we'll have, you know, these kinds of, what do you call them? Uh, in-service days and then, you know, trainings and things like that. And mm-hmm. you always see the, you know, you know, what is the number one cause of office stress? You know, well, it's complaining, which we're going to get to here in a minute, complaining and negativity. <laughs> Um, yeah. you know, and so what happens is it's you know, whenever there's negativity and felt negativity in the culture of where it is you work or the team that you're on, then it affects your morale. And if, and if your morale is affected, then it's going to affect your performance and your productivity. You know, a great example of this in the NFL world, look at the Cincinnati Bengals and the way they perform mm. today. Oh, good point. It's an overall negative effort of their, yes. Look in at many their, aspects. Their control right their willpower uh-huh right what how did they or you could say professionalism even sure. how did they control themselves in high tense in intense situations they gave up their control didn't they they gave up their control yeah yeah, yeah they did things are kind of snowballing on them a little bit though it is it is they'll have their quarterback back next year that's right so. we can tell them though that for this year one rule they can live by within the organization, within the locker rooms, don't complain. Yes. It's not going to help, right? Yes. <laughs> but it's so easy. It's so easy to complain when things don't go away. It or is. how about this, Coach? You probably haven't heard anyone complain about, like, unfair NFL officials lately. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. We haven't heard anyone complain about how they, 
you know, they, not they, saying anything, they look, they look at replay different, like depending anything. on how they feel that day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're not going to say anything. <laughs> uh, look, you know, coach, you're not supposed to text me during, during these Browns games, games. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but it did. I, I have to give you a little bit of credit or at least take the heat off because it did start off with what I'm not scared at all. Calm as a cucumber. Calm as cool as a cucumber. <laughs> Did I say cool? Because I meant to screw calm. it up. Calm. Yeah. <laughs> calm as a cucumber. I think the first time I ever said that on the podcast, I said calm as a cucumber. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. That's a door on. It's a patism. It's it's actually here. It's actually a biffism from Back to the Future. Oh, he but said that. We can we we can call. You know, he 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 but he always said a bunch of stupid stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> Screen door on a battleship. It's not screen door. It's a it's a screen door on a submarine. You get it? So, right. But yeah, I can take those over. But yeah, it didn't end that way. I was as as the game got closer, I was definitely uh, a little shaken. But my wife would would uh, agree with that. <laughs> but I wasn't. Yeah, I guess I was complaining. But I was just complaining to myself, right? Not to anyone else. When we're complaining uh, with within a group of our teammates, within a group of our peers, our colleagues, our coworkers, even if it's the type of complaining that makes sense, like right? even if you're saying the right stuff, like even if you're saying something that um, is wrong, you're complaining about mm-hmm. something that's wrong, yeah. but it's still complaining. It's still a negative energy that you're bringing it to is. the group. Sometimes you're bringing it to the group and sometimes you're bringing it to yourself. John, John yeah, Gordon point. tells a story of, about how when he was uh, a freshman in college uh, on that same Cornell uh, lacrosse field, in fact, he said that he walked into his, he was, he, was, um, he was upset because he didn't feel like he was playing very well. And so he said he walked into his coach's office and complained to him that he wasn't playing very well. And uh, they said the coach tur- got up, turned him around, walked him toward the door and said, hey, kid, we don't talk this game. We play it. Don't complain. Go out into the field and do it. And that, mm. and it, you know, Gordon was like, well, I kind of went back to my dorm, just sort of angry, you know, like that wasn't very helpful whatsoever. And, and he said, but looking back on it, he said, he realized that he was teaching him a lesson and that was just don't complain. Just don't do it. That we, it's, it's like, look, he, he's like, he stopped me right in my shoes. It's just something that we don't do. And I think that that's one of those things that I think complaining is one of those things that you can't decide to just sort of stop doing this. You can't decide, well, I'm only going to, I'm only going to complain about these things or I'm only going to, because it's so contagious. It's so, it's so disastrous. I mean, it just leaks into every aspect of our life that if we allow it in any aspect whatsoever, then it just, it just, it bleeds. It bleeds all over the place. It ruins everything. It's like, you know, the one bad apple ruins the whole batch type of deal. Well, all my other apples are good. Yeah. But you know what? That one's going to ruin them all. That one complaint is going to ruin them all. And so the whole point is that, you know, I think the way to stop complaining, the way to, you know, the way to fix this is to stop complaining. Don't complain. And it's like, what do you mean? That's what I mean. Don't complain. Stop. My 100%. My dad told, my dad told me something one time. Said a rule is a rule. No matter how big or how small that rule is, if you choose not to follow it, then for every other rule, how do you know whether you should follow it or not? Hmm. Boy, that's a wise word. Yeah. It's a really yeah. wise word. And that's what you're saying. If you if you com- if you choose things to complain about, then what things will you not complain about? Yeah. Right? There's yeah. no limit at that point. 
And again, you know, someone might push back on that and say, well, there are things like you guys just said, there are things that we've got to point out sometimes. And I think this is where you have sure. to, this is where you have to define it. You have to say, okay, yes, justified, justified versus mindless. Most mm. of the complaining that we do is mindless, meaning most of the yes. things we complain about, we have no solution for. Yep. Or we have no way of, of influencing any kind of solution for the thing that we're complaining about. A justified complaint or a justified criticism is actually you identifying a problem, but then immediately beginning to focus on the solution because you have influence over actually affecting a solution for this. Yes. There's very few was, things that I think that we actually have that kind of influence on. Right. And I think the, the difference there is you could say that a complaint is not an actual response. Yes. You are not responding to a situation where well, you are, but it's not a productive response. Let's say that. Right. Because we right. know, you know, whatever, whatever situation you're in, well, a lot of people think that that's the outcome. Right. But they're confused by that. That's the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Your response to that circumstance creates the outcome. Right. You know, we talked about that a lot of times before. But your focus in mindless complaining is on the circumstance. And exactly. that's, the, that's the difference is, is where's the focus is the focus on a solution? Yes. Because if the focus is on a solution, yeah, you're going to point out the problem, but you're going to move from that problem and you're going to start talking yes. about solutions versus we just keep talking about the problem again and again and again. Well, that's just, that's, that is the definition of complaining. That's what it is. And there are actually ways there, there is a way John Gordon wrote another book called the no complaining rule. And this is something that I actually did with my ambassador team, my student ambassador team at the Scripps college of communication. We sat down together a couple of years ago in one of their trainings. I always give them a, we do a monthly meeting and then we do a big training at the, at the beginning of the, of the year. And I said, uh, when they all came back after a holiday break one year, I went through this with them and I said, I got a challenge for you. And it wasn't because they were a complaining bunch. This is a really good group of students, but it was just one of those things that we could do to get better. We could all do, we could all get better. And so I said, let's talk through this. And we talked about the whole idea of what complaining is, you know, defined it like you and I are doing right now. And I gave them a challenge. I said, let's have a no complaining rule, which just simply means this, that none of us on this team are allowed to mindlessly complain to another person. In fact, if you hear somebody else mindlessly complaining, you're allowed to point it out to them. And we all, I said, can, do we all, can we all agree with that? So if you've got a, if you have, but if you have a problem, a legitimate problem that you see about someone, you know, like about a coworker, about me or about, uh, you know, other students in the, in the building or what, or anything else, then you're encouraged then to bring that issue to the appropriate person, you know, to someone that could actually be in a position to address a solution for that, that you can work on a solution for that together. But here was the rule. If you brought something like, if they brought something to me, like if you say, Hey, this would be a great idea for our team. I'm going to make this a, a, a rule for our team. And none of our players are allowed to complain unless, or none of our parents, Hey, let's have a, this, this put this in a team meeting, right? Let's have a player and parent, no complaining rule. And if you, if you do this, if you have something that you bring to me, then here's the rule. That you, be, that you believe, if you have something to bring to me that you believe is a constructive criticism, that something that we can get better in, the rule is you got to bring at least one or two, ideally, possible solutions to that complaint as well. Yeah. Not just the complaint, but it forces you to think about what the solutions might be to, That's this, good stuff. to this thing. That's really good stuff. Yeah. Yep. 
and and the thing is that's that's the beginning of a uh, of of you know of a culture of a certain culture positive culture i'd say um and once everybody's on board with that things will work a lot better yeah man that's yeah it will that's a great idea yeah i've got something else for you pat so, okay are you you want to do it you want to take a test here live on sure. the podcast Sure. I got a te- I got a five question test for you. The personal test, Uh-oh. friend. I'll take it too. And that, everybody that's listening, you guys take this as well. So right, if you got a pen and paper, if you've been taking any notes at all, then write these down. And the answers are like it's it's like the multiple choice. But you choose one. But it's like strongly agree, agree, sort of agree, neutral, don't agree or disagree. Uh, you know, slightly disagree, disagree or strongly disagree. So like six or seven answers that you could possibly give. But just think about the agree disagree scale right yep so the first first and their statements so it's like jeopardy <laughs> not questions <or> statements. <laughs> the first statement is this i usually share my problems with others let's let's do it this way let's make it five uh, a five uh, point answer a five is strongly agree four is sort of agree three is neutral two is sort of disagree and one is strongly disagree. Yeah. Second statement. I regularly express my negative feelings to others. <laughs> yeah. Third question. I focus more on the causes of problems than on the solutions. It's funny that we're doing this quiz during the time of COVID and public health and all that stuff. Right? <laughs> I don't know if it's funny. It's definitely not funny. <laughs> Question number four, moving right along. Question number four. <laughs> I like this. I like this one. If my life was made into a movie, I would characterize it as a drama instead of a love story or a comedy or an inspirational tale. My movie, the movie of my life would be more of a drama instead of Ugh. one of those. Yeah. yeah. Agree or disagree. <laughs> and you know what? The fifth the fifth statement is very simply this. I complain a lot. <laughs> and then what happens is you you take a quiz like that and then you look at uh you know an assessment. There's a rubric, right? Right. So if you score pretty high, you're you're a complainer. <laughs> if you're kind of in the middle so of the road. Wh- What's the threshold here? <laughs> well, I changed the I changed the scale, so I don't I don't have all that with me. Oh, so okay. What, what was you, it? Was you. it uh, five for the the there was five questions, so twenty five would be you're pretty darn big complainer. <laughs> so I would say anything right. anything between what eighteen and twenty five, you're pretty big complainer. Um, I'm, I'm off the hook. Middle of the road complainer would probably be between ten and seventeen, and then uh, maybe not you know a big complainer at all would be zero to nine. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to send this. I'd like to send this out to all, everybody that knows me, and let them. That's what we need to do. Let, let other yeah. people answer for us. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But those are things. I mean, and he, what you know what we're doing here? We're being conscious about something that most people aren't conscious about. Yeah. We're thinking about and it and talking about it. Yeah, that's why I say, um, you know, why I mentioned the podcast. We've talked about this before, sure. Too. You know, with us out here talking about things that, you know, it just, you, things just hit different 
when you change that perception, when you, when you shock that system and say, this is no longer acceptable and mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're always going to fail. I mean, there's only one perfect person that's uh, been on this earth. So you're, you're always going to fail. But like you just said, being conscious about that failure yeah, and, you know, trying to be better the next day. Right. That's the important part. It is. I have this book in front of me, the hard hat that we're um, basing our podcast uh, series here on uh, how to be a great teammate. And one of the things that is spoken about George Boyardi in context of all three things that we've talked about here tonight, pursuing excellence, sharing positive, contagious energy, and then not complaining is very simply this. His teammates said of him, people always felt better being around him. And I really think that summarizes what it is that we've been talking about tonight. What kind of person are you? Like if I spend, if I were to spend, you know, I don't know who you are that's listening right now, you know, but if you and I spent 30 minutes together, would I walk away feeling better just by being around you? And my hope and my prayer is that, that I would be the kind of person that you could say that of me, that when you walk away after spending time with me, you don't feel like, oh, boy, that was a complaining session or I feel kind of worse. I feel worse about the world. I feel worse about the, the way things are going right now, as opposed to I, mm-hmm. I, I want people to be able to say, you know what? I feel a little energized. You know, that, that Absolutely. I, I like the way that person looks at the at the world and looks at the circumstances that we're going through. I, I kind of I, you know, I think things are going to be all right. You know, and I think Absolutely. that's that's what they're saying. The kind of person George was Pe- people always felt better being around him. Man, what a great accolade. Huh? Yeah. And if you when you talk about legacy. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times the legacy your the legacy isn't what you accomplish in life. Your legacy is built off of what the people that you leave behind and, and how you motivate them. Sure. What you brought them in. Yeah. Because your legacy that, is what it? they say about you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Who, who would not want to be known as a person that made everybody feel better yeah. about life when they were around you? I mean, that's huge. Yeah. It's a great yeah. accolade. So it's good stuff. Work on a new system, folks work on a new system. Right. Someone comes to you and they want to stir up some negativity. Use use. Here's here's one tool you can use. Pull this. Put this in your tool in your toolbox. Use the word but. Just use the word but. And then and then basically after the word but you come up with something positive. Whatever it is they're talking about. Yeah, but. And then you turn that into something positive. You say something positive. It might be something completely different. Right. Oh yeah. gosh, it's such a dark and gloomy day. Yeah, but it's going to be nice tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's a good day to turn the Christmas lights on. <laughs> it's dark outside, but you know what? We can light this place up. Just use the butt and then something positive technique, right? That's just one, one tool that you can use every single day. Coach? Yes, sir. Christmas, Christmas lights? <laughs> I know you don't like them. I gotta tell you, I was a little disappointed when hey, I yours, drove. Yours look really good. When I drove, did you see my lights? You should. You sent me a picture of. Oh, a picture. Okay. 
Yeah, I, so when I when I drove up the highway there, up Route 7, after last Wednesday when I went down to do some <laughs> baseball lessons, I, I peeked over the hill. And I, I couldn't see I didn't see any lights on the on the Martin house. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to come down a little early this week and help you string those up. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you can do that. Um, do you have any in your? You don't have any garage, right? Right. <laughs> you don't have the big inflatable. You don't have the big inflatable. I did. Frosty. We do. We had it. We had. I think it's a frosty or something. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. It's a it's a character of some sort. Um, the only time that got put up was when my my kids were two or three, and uh, my father-in-law came and, and stuck it up for them. So, because <laughs> they're Scrooge of a dad. Oh, 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 I'm Scrooge. Yeah, Scrooge. Your wife even Scrooge. called you Scrooge there a few weeks ago. She did. She's right. Everyone's right. <laughs> I really don't hate Christmas though. You know how many people are like have, have like that's the thing I've heard from these podcasts recently is. Oh, Pat, you don't like Christmas? How do you not like Christmas? <laughs> of all the things we talk about. <laughs> yeah, like, eh, I don't, I don't hate funny. Christmas. That's funny. But you know what I say? I always say I don't like the commercialization of Christmas. And everyone always says, yeah, I know. So you sure. know what I'm doing? They agree with that. Yep. I'm, I'm, yeah, they, they are. But, you know, my my message is getting lost in my complaining, Coach. Oh, that's right. You got to find a new way. Need, need, need a better system. I don't system. like the commercial. Right. I don't like the commercialization of Christmas, but, but there it is. Yeah, there I really is. do like Christmas. I have a lot of fond memories of Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful during the Christmas season. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate Christmas, folks. <laughs> Coach, it's been good talking to you. I agree. It's been a good conversation. A lot of good stuff come out of this. I'm actually looking forward to listening to it again because there'll probably be something that I even missed during the conversation that hopefully it'll help me get yep. better at. I'm not so sure anyone was paying attention there, but you you basically said you you pay no attention to what I said. I only podcast. yeah. When you're talking, I just I just wait for you to shut up so I can make my next point. That's. <laughs> I I know exactly how you feel though because you're trying and sometimes you you're. As, as, as like you're talking I think oh I got something to respond to that well, and then we go a different direction and then yeah and then you forget it right you forget well, about yeah, it or I'm a little bitter about it because we went in a different direction yeah I had a really yeah, great point and now it's not going to make any sense <laughs> yeah yeah well, I'll tell you, that's why I got a pen. Wherever we're talking, it'd be hard. If we ever record one of these podcasts while I'm driving, I won't be able to do it because I have a pen in my hand all the time because of, for that very reason. Because when we talk about something and I think of something, I got to write down like a little keyword to remind me of what it, what it was, I the thought that I had. And then the same thing yeah. happens, right? If we move on to a different direction, sometimes it's like, ah, that's not relevant anymore. I'm just going to forget that. All right. Well, Good thanks deal. for joining us, everyone. We'll pick you up next week. How do you be a better team? Yeah, and you know what, Pat? I think you know you and I talked about having some uh, special guests on. We we threw out some names of people, and I think that we could really make that happen here pretty quickly. I think we could even bring on guests and talk through. The, it, this could be these could be topics of conversation with some of those guests that oh, we talked yeah, about having on. You know, and so I don't think that we I don't think we necessarily have to wait to do that. But I think I think we can we can still it sort of would uh, liven up you know bring a different twist to this uh, series that we're on as well to hear yeah, somebody absolutely. else That's talk good, about it yeah good thought yeah. good idea sure we sure. know people out there want to hear from other people besides from us basically you're you're not lying there. <laughs>
All right, Coach, sounds good. We'll, we'll, we'll try to set that up. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll talk to you soon, everyone. Yep. Have a great day.